Welcome to another edition of Evangeline Nation. This is a series of brief reflections on what matters most for the best and brightest future of our country, our world, and our eternal souls, and that is evangelization. Now, evangelization is the act of bringing the eternal word made flesh, Jesus Christ, into the world wherever we are into all the spheres of our personal influence. Evangelization is the announcing of the good news of the kingdom of God, not only in word, but primarily in action, living the gospel and healing our world by doing so. Every act of evangelization echoes the unspeakable moment of the Annunciation, when the Archangel Gabriel announced to Mary that she would conceive a son by a mysterious encounter with the Spirit of the Living God and bring forth into the world that inspired word made flesh, that long-awaited Messiah or Messiah and Savior, who saves the visible world by bringing it into communion with the invisible divine Godhead. Today's topic is a deep and complex one. It is a mystical, psychological, and material reality known as the human marriage and family. In our world today and in every age, the importance of the Christian call to marriage and family life is inestimable. Every Christian vocation announces the kingdom of God in some way. And it is no different with people called to marriage and family. Preachers preach, teachers teach, healers heal, judges judge, administrators administrate. All in the name of Christ and for the building up of his kingdom of faith, hope, and true charity. And we have religious men and women who witness to the gospel by making it visibly number one in their lives in every way. In the wearing of a habit, which is a testimony to heavenly garments and in the living of habits of discipline, known as vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience for the sake of the kingdom. And of course, the call to priesthood is of preeminent importance for sustaining the spiritual life of the whole body of believers, of renewing daily the holy sacrifice that continues in an unbloody manner, the covenant sacrifices of old, and fulfills them all with a new an everlasting covenant in Christ's blood, that blood which alone saves all humanity from the darkness of freely chosen sin and the darkness of so much error, falsehood, disease, and ultimately physical and spiritual death. The holy sacrifice of the Mass does all these things. But amid all these Christian vocations, the vocation to Christian marriage and family life is a powerful one, indeed an absolutely essential one, that finds its highest purpose and expression in announcing the kingdom of God in every age. So, 
How do Christian married couples and their children announce the kingdom of God? Well, let me share with you two specific ways that you, as a married person or as a member of a family, can announce the gospel of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of the living God, today. Number one is the most obvious one, but sometimes the most difficult thing. The number one way you can announce the gospel in your family life is, are you ready? It's simple, to love one another. You see, a holy family becomes an icon of the Holy Trinity through love. The best analogy for describing God is the holy family. Why else do you think God created all of life to spring from families? It is a visible and uncontestable reality of the natural world that life springs from the union of two and also that life is nurtured in stable, lasting relationships, which for human beings definitely means a lifetime of commitment to spousal love and to witnessing that love to offspring, children who in turn need and benefit from that love throughout their lives into adulthood, and who in a sense copy and carry on that loving commitment in their own marriage commitments and in raising their children and grandchildren to do the same. The unbroken cycle of life is meant to be experienced in unbroken bonds of marital fidelity and in constant humble service throughout time from one generation to the next, strengthening and vivifying family bloodlines to the umpteenth generation until the Lord returns. This is a solemn duty. Unity and love in your family is the first and most essential way that you, as a married person or member of a family, announce the gospel of love and unity. That gospel of love and unity is nowhere more completely expressed than in the mystery of the Holy Trinity. And you, my friend, as the head of a family or as the member of a human family, are to enter into the likeness of the Holy Trinity in your dealings with your family members. So that the loving community that is God himself, three in one, the tri-unity, may be expressed in countless variations of loving throughout the world until the end of time. This is a profound mystery and a deep responsibility. It is a sober calling, and it is good not only for you, your family, your neighbors, but also it is good for our nation and for the whole world. You are called to live your family relationships with the dignity of the gospel call to holiness, and nothing less than that will do. The world has always declared that pseudo-gospel of me first, but you, in Christian witness to the gospel that gives life and brings happiness, compassion, and joyful service to the world, you are called to bear witness to the truth that God is like a family of persons, loving, respecting, honoring, communing, giving life, and building the kingdom together.
your calling is to reflect the loving goodness of the Trinity in your dealings with one another in your family. And this is no small task. I realize this. Isn't it often much easier to be nice to people outside your family? This is so for many complex psychosocial reasons. And friendships are indeed vitally important, especially if the family unit has broken down. But even if you have to reach out to create family-like communities of your own from which you draw support and love and encouragement, and keep in mind that this is the vocation of a church community, of a parish community, still, your duty is to love, honor, and cherish your own family members and express that in acts of love and mercy. This is a sacred and serious duty of every person on earth. It is how each soul is to be saved and to come to enter into the dispositions of the heart and mind which make them capable of living in the heavenly community. Experiencing the love of others helps us to love others in return, and all of this prepares us for functional love relationships in the next life, in heaven, our true home. Each person in existence is born into a family, and this is so that, so that no one walks alone. No one is without the benefit of people around them who care. At least, this is the ideal, and why the family structure is so critical today and in every age. If you or someone you know grew up in a broken or dysfunctional family, this message should be really hitting home with you now. You understand how awful life can be when parents who bring life into the world are dysfunctional personally or relationally, maybe not even married, not in a stable bond when you come into the world. How much strife and suffering this causes when couples bring life into the world without a lifelong commitment to love and cherish one another or their offspring, or without the personal discipline and wholeness needed to live that out, what chaos ensues. How difficult it is to understand God's essence and the nature of God's plan without experiencing the fundamental reality of love in the family. The kind of love that all of creation was designed to proclaim from the first moment of conception in the womb of a mother. In that sacramental union that is matrimony, which literally means matrimonia, the making of a mother. And throughout life's journey, up to the day that we breathe our last breath and enter into eternity. Perhaps you have had a loving, stable home life. No, perhaps you did not. Either way, the profound dignity of the vocation to stable and loving marriage and family life is clear in the life of every man, woman, and child alive today. We all need stable and loving marriage and family lives. It is our number one duty and responsibility as Christians and as human beings. Having stable, loving families is the best medicine for all of our social ills, and it trumps by far all social programs and government interventions. It is best not only for individuals, but for our nation and our world. Okay, the second specific way that you can announce the kingdom of God today in your vocation as a married person or a family member 
is to do what the Trinity does. What does the Trinity do? In a word, it is hospitality. So not only does the Trinity love, number one, but number two, it exercises hospitality. The Trinity, in a sense, goes out of itself to do all the acts of God, which are acts of creation and redemption and sanctification. You see, the triune God has been hosting us, so to speak, from the very beginning. Exercising hospitality yourself in your home means being like the triune God. It means sharing the good news of your loving and fruitful married life and family by inviting other people into your home to experience this gospel of love that you live. Do you think that the world needs to hear this beautiful gospel message of love? I do. We hear so much bad news today, news filled with terrible urgency, news designed often to manipulate our emotions and, and shape our opinions, often even to conform to the opinions of those who financially support the news shows. And we don't hear often enough the still, small voice of God whispering in beautiful acts of kindness and mercy, being faithfully carried out quietly in our homes and families everywhere throughout the world. The simple acts of love and honor shown in the family are the beautiful voice of God in our world today. We need to listen to this voice. It's a still, small voice, and we need to share it gently with others by simply inviting them to experience the love we have and share with one another in our homes. And this is hospitality, and it's a great service to humanity. What the world needs desperately today is the good news of your loving family life. To experience a stable married couple is a beautiful thing, and it ought to be proclaimed in the way most suited to the message, and that is by showing hospitality, which, by the way, also causes love in the family to increase all the more. So it's really good for your family to show hospitality to others. It makes love in the family grow. Often, people refrain from showing hospitality in their homes because they want to retreat from the eyes of others due to struggles they're having in their home. Maybe they feel like their house isn't perfect, or maybe they feel like their marriage is, is, isn't perfect, or that their children are not perfect. Well, you know, while it is, keep, it is right to keep private matters private in a marriage or family, it is not necessary to put on the impression of having no struggles at all. You know, the patriarch of the 12 tribes of Israel was Jacob. Jacob wrestled with God in darkness and then emerged with the new name Israel, which means literally he wrestles or he struggles. This is part of the intimate walk we all must walk with our Heavenly Father in this life. We, we must struggle. And it is in the struggle that we find ourselves entering into the mystery of what Christians call taking up the cross. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 24 through 26, we read, Then Jesus said to his disciples, quote, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, 
take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his own life? Make no mistake, in marriage and family life, we lose our lives. We lose ourselves in loving. And by doing so, we find ourselves and we come alive. The word genise in that passage literally means to make it live, to make our lives live, to come alive. Otherwise, we're dead. If we're not giving our lives away in love, we're not really alive yet. So when we struggle to live virtuous lives of loving, this too is very, very holy. Of course, we don't aim to struggle with sin, but if we do, the important thing is to pick yourself up off the ground as Jesus did three times when carrying his heavy cross to Mount Calvary. And we continue in faith, hope, and charity, drawing strength from the ministry of sacramental confession and from the ministry of good Christian friends and sometimes professional helpers. So my friends, there is always hope. And as long as time continues, there will be holy families. There must be holy families like yours who give hope to the world, who bring new life into the world, which is an expression of hope, which is sort of God's expression of confidence in you, that you can raise this child with great love and in the stability of a, of a lasting love relationship with uh, your spouse. You know, uh, we must continue to preach the gospel of the kingdom through holy families by the lives of loving, caring, serving married couples and families. So let's keep loving, caring for, and serving one another in families. Let's keep evangelizing the nation with your loving family life. And let's keep praying because it is only by prayer, by connecting with the Holy Trinity, that we are capable of building and maintaining good and holy marriages and families, icons of the Holy Trinity. That's all for now. God bless you. Thank you.